0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Cents on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome to Ring It and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Karneson. This morning, I'm speaking with Aaron Tang, personal financial blogger at mister Aaron's going to talk about his experience with a financial planner and what he learned from the experience. So, Mm -hmm. Aaron, earlier this year, you engaged a licensed financial planner. Uh, I'm curious here, though, because you do so much of your own DIY and thinking and learning. Um, How has this helped you and has it been worth it?
1: It's been a really good experience, really. I feel that it's absolutely worth it. The reason why I say that is because I feel much more confident now in my financial projections, my financial future, because I've been able to, to look at financial projections and, you know, I've, I've had this calculations done before, right? I, I used to DIY everything, calculate, okay, what age am I going to retire? How, how comfortable I'm going to be. But before this, I actually had no body to like look at it, validate it and tell me whether my reasoning is sound or not. But now I have a professional financial planner who's able to, to speak with me and tell me that, yeah, okay, you look on track here, here you're a little behind and you need to make some changes. Um, I've also been able to have some burning questions answered, which, could, which I never was before this. Um, for example, I'm planning for kids and then we've been able to have some good discussions around cost of kids, how can I factor this in so it doesn't disrupt my retirement plans in any way.
0: So those are some really important points you brought up there, Aaron. But I guess overall, when you take a look at the experience you had, did it change the way you view money and personal finance?
1: Yeah, it has, absolutely. I think the problem with DIY self-taught money managers like myself is it's really, I've become very independent and very almost stubborn, maybe even bordering on cocky, arrogant. Like <laughs> completely reliant on on my own efforts, my own due diligence and research. Right. I, I know this is normally viewed as a good thing because you want people to take the the ownership themselves, take take control of their own financial life. Right. But increasingly, as I get older and with more responsibilities, uh, I've learned that yes, sometimes you do need to pay for expertise because A, no matter how great you are, you can absolutely learn something new from uh, others and especially experienced professionals. And B, even if I do know everything, even if I have perfect theory, right? uh, Do I have the time, the will, the energy to actually go and do all those things, put them into action. So yes, I'm I'm still a huge believer that you can do it yourself, DIY most things in, in money and investing especially with Rise of Technology and all the advanced apps. But for someone like me at this stage in my life, um, with tons of questions like retirement, kids, you know, kids' education, I definitely appreciate having that professional advice
0: now. Uh, Aaron, I'm curious, did you agree with all the recommendations that the planner brought up?
1: <laughs> uh, no, definitely not, really. We have interesting <laughs> conversations, I would say. Um, you know, right, for example, I am a big believer in, in Bitcoin and Over time, I've accumulated some nice gains in my crypto portfolio. The recommendation was, of course, to rebalance, not not sell everything, but rebalance so that my portfolio is is back in line with the the recommended. Uh, But me being me, uh, I've decided not to sell anything because uh, I want to consider crypto a separate portfolio that I'll manage myself. Yes, this probably goes against every rule, but I, I think it's the right path for myself. Right. And
0: essentially, um, you've done your own due diligence through all this, right? And the licensed financial planner is an additional resource for you along your journey. Do you have advice to anyone who's thinking about getting a licensed financial planner but isn't sure what to watch out for? What are some of the key things
1: to keep an eye on? Yeah, I'm going to share another personal pet peeve, (coughs) which is basically any form of service or advice industry where your questions aren't listened to and addressed, but they just brush you off and then they pivot immediately to some standard canned answer or some standard product that they are pushing towards you, right? So really, I think my top priority is someone who really listens to you, to your concerns, to all your questions, and actually takes the time to address all your questions thoroughly, yeah? Uh, That's the first thing I I personally look out for. Secondly, I, I would say that in today's day and age decentralized media, you see a lot of planners themselves publishing content. So you can actually check out their views and material. You can read their articles. You can watch their videos before you actually sign up with them. So for someone who is interested in crypto like me, I probably wouldn't have worked with a financial advisor who says, oh yeah, crypto is a bubble destined to go to zero, right? (laughs) Because We are somewhat (laughs) divergent in our views already. Um, I think if I can add a third point is that you want to look for someone you are comfortable with and can trust. For full effectiveness, you're going to have to share every bit of your financial information Yeah, from your salary, your savings, your investments, everything, your spending. So this has to be someone you're comfortable with and you can actually open up to.
0: Yeah, and in terms of the trust and the transparency, it's always good to ask and check where their compensation comes from, right? Because one of the always the concerns with financial services and the products is that the commissions uh, that some service providers get or some uh, agents and so on get um, may... May influence their actions, right? So, as you mentioned earlier, they become start, they start pushing certain products instead of giving you the right advice or right service that you need for your situation. So that's also something that's very important to keep in mind. And um, thing is, Aaron, uh, financial planners aren't exactly cheap. You know, I've seen some quotes, and I've gotten the price put uh, for a financial plan, and working towards that goal. The goals in the plan itself could cost around three thousand ringgit a year. From your experience that you've had so far, um, at what point do you think someone should seriously look at a planner, especially considering the price point?
1: Yeah, that's quite a tough question as I think it, it really depends on your own interests and your own capabilities at that point of time. Yes, I think everyone needs to get to a basic level of financial literacy. No question about that. Do I think that everyone needs a financial planner to get the financial literacy? I would actually say no. There's so much amazing material out there already. Much of that is freely available, right? So I'd say that to get to basic financial literacy, I think actually people can, can get there on their own. But where I think it might make sense, right, to get a financial planner is if you're terrible at money for whatever reason, you've tried to improve, you're still really struggling or you know, you really, really absolutely detest, you have no interest, you really don't want anything to do with it, right? Then maybe it makes sense to get a financial plan. Or if you're someone like me, who's actually done the DIY do-it-yourself thing for a long time now, but you feel like you can take it to the next level by working with a professional advisor. Um, Or some other people, if they have no time, if they have no interest and you want professional help, that can also be a a period of time where you can consider getting professional advice. Specifically, if you're talking about fees, uh, I know some financial planners, at least the the one that I work with, they actually offer a first free consultation. So you can at least you have an initial chat first, right, to to talk about what you'll be getting out of it um, and what you can expect. And then see if you want to continue further. And then I think there are also more affordable plans. For example, instead of 3,000 ringgit a year, which might be the full plan with all bells and whistles, you may be able to get, for example, a a 1,000 ringgit plan, which gives you less coverage, they cover less topics. But for example, that might be something that. That's all you need at that moment. For example, maybe you just want to review your cash flow and investments and that can be a customised plan, a cheaper plan for yourself. Aaron, all of that
0: is really, really good context, I think, uh, to bring some balance to the conversation of uh, whether you have need a financial planner, can you do it on your own? What are the considerations to take into mind when you are thinking about all these things, especially when you're trying to uh, learn more about money, further your financial planning life or even just to solve problems that you're facing right now in the realm of money? On that note, Aaron, thank you so so much for your time and your insights this morning. It's been a pleasure speaking with you as always. Thank you,
1: Roshan. Really appreciate
0: it. I was speaking with Aaron Tang, personal financial blogger at MrDestiny.com, and you've been listening to Ring It and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Kyneson for BFM 89.9. Ring It and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to BFM.my or find us on iTunes.